Good morning. It is Friday, November the 10th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm John David Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin with consecration today. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus. I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, On the Urgency of Continuing in the Grace of God. Our text is Acts chapter 13, verses 42 to 52. Hear now. The word of the Lord. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. But the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. 
This little phrase, to continue in the grace of God, captured me today. On the surface, it seems obvious enough, but I had a sense there was something more just beneath the surface of this ordinary English word, continue. I was right. The Greek word beneath is prosmino. That's a transliteration, prosmino. Pros means interactively engaged. Mino means to remain or abide. A rough translation for this text might be something like to abide interactively with the grace of God. In other words, our relationship with God is not primarily transactional, but relational. A relationship with Jesus Christ is not a static state, but a dynamic reality. It is ongoing and calls for interactivity. That little arcane English word, abide, caused me to remember my favorite chapter in the whole Bible, John chapter 15. In John 15, we see the latter part of the Greek term above, meno, meno, all over the place. Here's an example. I'll read you 15 verses 4 through 10. Abide in me, and I will abide in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must abide in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not abide in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now abide in my love. If you obey my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and abide in his love. I bolded the word in the email today, abide. I bolded the word abide for effect. It appears 11 times within the span of seven verses. Do you think maybe Jesus was trying to make a point? It's all about continuing in the grace of God. I suspect because of the arcane nature of the English word, it has been removed from most translations. It's why I like it even more. Abide just hits different, doesn't it? I call this translation the UJDWV, the unauthorized J.D. Walt version. So how are you continuing in the grace of God? One of the most pressing challenges of the church, at least in North America, is the way the Christian faith has been reduced to a simple, quote, decision for Christ. 
or even less clear, a decision to join the church. People are not continuing in the grace of God. It's why there's little marked difference between Christians and anyone else. This is the missing link in the Christian faith today, continuing in the grace of God, interactively abiding in the person of Jesus. So many are continuing in the motions, but have lost the movement of the grace of God. It's right there in the text, isn't it? Hear it. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the one hand, we have the congregation, which was dismissed. Then we have these ones here labeled, quote, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism. The congregation are good folks, but they're mostly focused on what's for lunch. And we all find ourselves there from time to time. The smaller group, they are the ones to watch. They are the ones who linger after everyone else is dismissed. That's who you are. You are the ones I'm talking to. That's what the wake-up call is all about. Us urging each other to continue to abide interactively in the grace of God, in the person of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice how they urged those who lingered. We don't urge unless there is urgency. Friends, I need not tell you the urgency of this moment in history, but I will. My sense is Jesus wants to bring a lot more souls into the fold of our fellowship. Notice how he was moving by the Spirit in the text today. It says, on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. How about that? Almost the whole city. I'm already looking forward to our launch of 2024 with the January Wake Up Call series on prayer and fasting. Will you join me in prayer as to how we might cast a wide net into the deep waters of this world? So many out there are searching for more of Jesus than they presently know. Even better, Jesus is searching for them. Let's be bold, even audacious. You know, I keep thinking about those 19 students who lingered after chapel on February the 8th, 2023, at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, and what it continues to become in the world. The congregation was dismissed. Nineteen remained to continue in the grace of God. Within hours, many more spontaneously joined them. Sixteen days later, some 70,000 souls from all over the country and many countries beyond, from over 300 colleges, and yet from all generations, had filled that chapel. 
you'll see in the day's email, there's a link where I say, if you have an extra three minutes and 45 seconds, here's the trailer. <laughs> you should go watch that. It's a resource we're working on at Seedbed. And then I'd also love for you to get the book that we have published. It's a documentarian's account, a historian's account of those 16 days. Mark Elliott, the book is called Taken by Surprise. It's linked in the email. This was a profound move of God. It's still moving. He's still unfolding it. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration that our lives become your sanctuary for the glory of God our Father Amen And the question today are you sensing the urgency of the Holy Spirit in these days? How or in what ways are we continuing in the grace of God? What small step can I take today that will help me continue? How can I encourage others to continue in the grace of God? Do you tend to be one who is ever speeding on to the next thing, or are you learning to linger behind in the stirrings of the Holy Spirit? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one that you'll recognize. It's called Sweet, Sweet Spirit. It's number 361. 361 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. We'll sing it through twice. 361. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the Spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face. And I know they feel the presence of the Lord. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, Stay right here with us, filling us with your love. And for these blessings, we lift our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. 
There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the Spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face. And I know they feel the presence of the Lord. Sweet Holy Spirit, Sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your love. And for these blessings, we lift our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived. When we shall leave this place. Amen. Yeah, I love singing with you. I love that we're all singing together, but each of us are sing <laughs> I'm singing with each one of you, and that's a blessing to me. I, I, I feel myself, I feel us singing together as we do this every day, and I appreciate it. I want to give a quick update on the men's revival we held this week, Tuesday night. Guys, Jesus was there. The Spirit was poured out on us. We had, count them, 99 men. <laughs> I love it. We had 99 men who joined us. And this town only has 500 people, so that tells you that there were men from surrounding towns. We had a great preacher from Pine Bluff, Carlton Cross, and I preached. Our dear brother Seth Place shared a testimony. We had a couple of students from the DeWitt High School, Carter and Noah, who shared music, led worship. It was a blessing. Most important thing where men were dealing with the Lord. Men were opening their hearts and their souls to the Lord. I could sense it. And so this is going to go somewhere. Men's revival. Thank you for praying for us. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to be having a Holy Spirit story on Saturday. We probably should call it a day now. It's Friday. People are going to be in a good mood out there. Be ready with extra seed. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.